Hey, listen, we are uh, pumped about you being here this morning. Before I get rolling into the message and, and wrapping up this series called Un- Break Unbroken, the Unstoppable Movement of God. I want to let you know next series, we're really excited about the next sermon series that's going to last for a few months, and it's called The Avengers. And we're going to call out the heroes in each one of us. Does that sound good? We're going to have some fun over the summer. The new Avengers movie's coming out, and we're going to call out the hero. We're going to call out the hero in each one of us, okay? And they're on the screen, apparently. No. Oh. I'll be quiet now. I got excited. Let me keep going. So listen, uh, so we got that going on and we're excited about that. Uh, be sure to bring some f- folks with you. We're going to talk about overcoming fears and overcoming obstacles and overcoming insecurities and all that kind of good stuff. So it's going to be awesome. Also need to remind you before we get rolling that uh, our mission trip to Jenkins, Kentucky is happening this summer in j- late June. And uh, we want you to go, but the applications and the deposits are due like right now. So uh, we need you to get those into the church office ASAP. So be sure to do that. We've been talking starting on Easter and over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about some big picture stuff. We've been talking about big grand scheme kind of things, like the purpose of, of God in Easter was to send His Son, Jesus, who could come and in our brokenness, redeem us from all that was broken in us and in our world, and remake it new. And we talked about God's plan for redemption, to bring forgiveness to all that needed it. When we talked last week about the role of the Holy Spirit and how He come and He came and He comes and lives inside of each believer and in that He brings about a resilience for us to live life as God intended us to live with all the power we need to do all that God's called us to do, to endure everything uh, that we could possibly need to endure. Today I want to talk about the plan of God. The unstoppable plan of God and how He has been working His plan and that God's plan is un- unbroken and bringing and coming all to fulfillment. The, the word we're using out of the movie, um, the movie Unbroken, we talked about redemption, we talked about, uh, uh, resilience, we're also talking about today about survival. You know, survival is the most basic human instinct. Every single one of us, whatever, wherever we are, we all want to try to stay alive. That's like the most basic human instinct. And that's also where our fears come from. You think about this. We all have fears of dying in different ways. Um, the most common fears, I looked up a few of these. Claustrophobia is the fear of confined spaces. You don't want to get smothered. You don't want to lose out. You don't be suffocated. That's just, a, that's just a common fear. Did you realize, I was looking these up, it's on the internet, so I know it's true. Uh, there's a fear of old people. I laughed too. I thought maybe on the shuffleboard. Would be the only place I'd fear them. But, uh, there's a fear of old people. There's a fear of knees. Knees. Really? I mean, people buy, spend good money on jeans to show their knees. Alright? So. That, that's not scary. I don't care who you are. That's not scary. It really, there's a fear of knees out there. My fear, fear of heights. Anybody else fear of heights? Cause when gravity takes over and it throws you to the ground, bad things happen. Believe me, I know. About a year ago, I tested that. So we have these fears because man was created to live forever. You and I have a sense of internality into each one of us. And ever since that was lost, we have been looking for that. We long for a place where everything's perfect. We long for a place where that is eternal, will last forever. That's why we dream up things like Camelot and Atlantis and Shangri-La. And all these fantasy places that will endure through time. Because we are created for that. 
We want to live forever in a perfect place. I don't care what your beliefs are or what your background is. If you're sitting here this morning, if I said you could live forever in a perfect place, I think everybody in the room would go, yeah, that sounds real good. Sign me up for that. I can tell you something. That is what the unstoppable movement of God is all about. That He has had a plan since the beginning of time, before there was time, to bring restoration and to heal all that is broken in your life and in my life and in this world. And that He wants us to find our place in that. You know, we've been basing the sermon series around the movie Unbroken and the story of Louis Ceparini and how he endured so much. And yet he was resilient. He saw his way through that. But there's one scene in the movie where he's, he's, he's trying to figure out life. He's gone through things. He's about to go through more things. And he asked one of his friends, he says, do you think there's some kind of grand plan? I mean, is there someone behind the scenes that is orchestrating things and, and carrying out a plan that is going to ultimately culminate into something really good? That was his question. And I think that's a question all of us ask at one time or another. It can be asked with sarcasm and say, do you really, I mean, do you really, do you really think there's some grand, grand plan there? But I think most of us ask, ask that legitimately. Like, do you think God has a plan for my life? Is, does God orchestrating all of history? Can we know what it is? And if so, how do I figure out what it is and how I get in part? That's exactly what we're going to impact this morning. That's exactly what we're going to unpack. What the story of God is, what the, what the culmination of history is becoming, that God is revealing His plan through the centuries to mankind. I'll take, uh, for instance, to the book of Daniel, and God revealed His plan to Daniel, the prophet, and it says this in chapter 2 of Daniel, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed or conquered. It will crush all these kingdoms into nothingness, and it will stand forever. He said, there's coming a day where God will rule and reign. Anybody sick of all the wars that are going on? Terror, bloodshed, evil, the atrocities that makes you afraid to turn on the news anymore? I mean, is anybody sick of the government and the politicians that we keep hearing the same old stuff over and over? Yeah. I knew that'd get a reaction. Now, I believe we live in the greatest country on the, on the history of the planet. But listen, there is going to come a day, and this is good news, there is going to come a day where God will set up His kingdom, and all other nations will cease. God will set up His, His kingdom, and He will rule in perfection. And that's going to be a good day. Amen. You can give God a hand for that. Awesome. So God reveals that to the prophet Daniel. He says, I've got a plan and it's coming and it's going to come to fruition. And then a few centuries later, he told uh, the, the John the Baptist about this. And in uh, Matthew chapter 5, it says this. John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderside and began preaching. His message was this. Listen, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. He's saying, listen, before Jesus steps on the scene, God sent this prophet John, and he's saying, listen, the kingdom is really close. This thing that I've been working towards and the culmination of all of history, it's coming. You may have doubted it's coming. You may not be unsure of it's coming, but it's almost here. In fact, it's about to come into fruition as Jesus steps onto the scene. And as Jesus steps onto the scene, the kingdom begins to take shape. And he tells his disciples this in Matthew chapter 6. He says, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Listen, there's an unstoppable movement of God and it's not called heaven. Although heaven's a really awesome place. And it's not even called the church, although the hurt to the church is the tangible expression of this thing right now. It is called the kingdom. That God has something bigger than even the church. That God has been bringing about this thing called his kingdom. The fruition of his plans that you and I can be a part of. And this kingdom is going to crush all other kingdoms. And it is going to rule. And it is going to reign forever and ever. It's where the good guys win and the bad guys lose. And all that is wrong in our world will be made right. And here's what's really cool. It's not something we have to wait for. I mean, heaven is someday and someday we will join our loved ones in heaven. We'll see God in heaven. But the kingdom of God, we don't have to wait for. It's among us. Now, heaven's going to be amazing. You ever thought about it? You ever thought what it's going to be like? I mean, I don't think we can fully comprehend what it's going to be like. But I know there's going to be all the stuff we don't like about this world. It's not going to be there. All the pain and the frustration and the sorrow and the heartache and the death and the pain will be gone. And I know it's going to be full of stuff that we long for. Things like justice and joy and righteousness and unity and peace. All those things will be present. And I also know, get this, it says that now we know in part, but then we shall know in full, even as we are fully known. What's that saying is simply this. We don't even fully comprehend God and his love, but someday when the Kevin, when the kingdom emerges, we will know him and his love fully like we are fully known by him now. Wow. I mean, God might have 50 new colors for us to check out. He may, he's going to have a whole universe for us to explore. We might be going around smelling furniture because it have a beautiful aroma to it. I mean, who knows? Everything's a scratch and skiff. I mean, who knows? <laughs> don't start that here. But it might be really cool someday. I mean, we don't know all the wonder, but all that we can imagine about it is amazing. And that's heaven, and that's someday. But here's the deal. The kingdom is right now. Did you realize that? At your work and in your home and in the midst of problems and sorrows and sufferings, the kingdom is present. And it allows us to experience things like love and mercy and freedom in the midst of our daily passing. And God is saying, listen, I invite you not only to heaven someday, I'm inviting you into the kingdom today. See, too many of us are waiting on heaven and we're missing out on the kingdom today. I mean, we should look forward to heaven. saying, listen, don't miss out on what I've got right in front of you. He's, it's like, I'm going to know God someday in heaven. He's like, no, you can know me now. You can experience me now. You can know my presence and purpose now. And the freedom that we just sang about. And the life that I want to give. That is, it's absolutely available to you today. See, don't miss this kingdom thing and the unstoppable movement of God waiting on heaven. Now, if you want to find out how out of shape you are, go to the batting cages. I went with my son a couple weeks ago. We went to the batting cages, and you plop a token in, and it shoots 25 balls at you, one right after the other. And it's just swinging the bat, right? But after 25 swings, I was huffing and puffing, man. I was like, your turn. (laughs) Handed him the tokens, and he had a turn. I had two turns. 50 swings. I was like, you can have the rest of the tokens. Are you sure, Deb? Yeah, I'm very sure. You can have them all. 
And here's what I noticed when I was swinging. I wanted to crush it. My son's there. I'm like, I want to just show him dad's power, right? I'm going to pop it, baby. And every time I really swang hard and I try to get it out there and and, and look forward to just really driving it hard, I I missed. I mean, every time I just reared back and gave it all I got, I got nothing. But every time I just looked at what was right in front of me and just tried to make contact what was right in front of me, I made contact. And guys, that's what's happening, I think, in so many of our churches, in so many of our people. We're looking forward to the big swing and the big hit, the big day someday out there when God, and we know Him and we're with Him, and that's awesome. But right in front of us is the kingdom of the living God. And He's inviting you and you and me and you and all of us to join in the kingdom of the living God. You know, we're not the first people to do that. When Jesus stepped on the scene, he, he was the kingdom incarnate. And, and the people that were, saw him, they didn't get it. And so you'd have people like this in Luke chapter 17. It says this. One day the Pharisees asked Jesus. This is a funny question. When will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say, here it is, or or it's over there, for the kingdom of God is already among you. He's saying, listen, you're looking at it all wrong. You're looking forward to the day, but I'm telling you, it's right here in front of you. In fact, my name's Jesus. Hello, I'm the kingdom bringer. Pay attention to me. And so Jesus is saying, listen, I am the kingdom incarnate. And you're looking for land and you're looking for buildings and you're looking for power and you're looking for some kind of, some kind of monarchy like that. That's not what the kingdom is. He said the kingdom is this thing that happens invisibly and individually to each person. Because Jesus Christ came. So here's how, if we're going to talk about the kingdom, we can't talk, not talk about how do you become a part of the kingdom of God. I mean, it's critical to know. And so the scriptures make it very clear. It says this, speaking of God, it says, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Did you hear what that just said? You were a part of a kingdom that was dark and depressing and going the wrong place. And yet God in his sovereignty decided to send his son. And because of his sacrifice and because of his resurrection, he can transfer us now into the kingdom of his son. That's why Christ came. To forgive us our sins and to purchase the freedom that he can offer He did that because he loves you and he loves me and he wants you and I to be a part of the kingdom. Let me just tell you like this. You belong. You belong in the unstoppable movement of God. You belong in this kingdom that's being described. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what you believe growing up. It doesn't matter where you are today. God is saying simply this. I want you in my kingdom. I created it for you. I had you on my mind when I started it. See, the church is the expression of the kingdom today. And the church is this place where I believe everybody belongs. Isn't the church where everybody belongs? And we have a motto that we we put on our literature. We talk about it and we and we try to broadcast it. But I believe it's something we truly believe at Crossroads. We say there is no perfect people allowed. You know why we say that? 
Because there aren't any perfect people. And we also say that because we don't want anyone to get confused to think they have to measure a certain standard or they have to attain a certain kind of level or they have to have so many things in place before they can step in these doors or enter our fellowship and realize that they belong. That they are wanted here. That God wants them here like we want them here. We don't want anyone to believe that they're not worthy Because in Jesus Christ, we are made worthy. See, we aren't worthy. But in Jesus Christ, not a one of us are worthy to enter the kingdom of God. And yet God says, I want you in my kingdom and I will make you worthy through my son. And he will transfer you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So when we gather here on a Sunday morning, when we gather in the homes for a small group, It isn't just crossroads church, two, three hundred people. It isn't just eight or ten or twelve people in a home. We are a part of this massive movement of billions of people through the history of the world that is moving forward and executing and becoming a part of the plan of God. And that when you and I gather, we're a part of something so much bigger than just us. We are, we are just one expression of this massive kingdom that is a global enterprise that's in almost every country, in almost every language. You and I are a part of that kingdom. That was the plan of God. And when people enter here, or people enter your home, or they enter your small group, you know what they should feel? They should sense that there's something special happening. That isn't just a collection of people from Jefferson and Jackson County and the surrounding areas. It isn't just us. That there's something bigger happening here. That there's a God who is working His plan. And His plan is coming to fruition. And we get to be a part of that wonderful family and movement and mission. You know, I was talking to somebody in our church a few weeks ago. And they said, uh, man, I was, she said, I, I got into Mary Kay and I went to one of their meetings. And uh, I said, I don't wear makeup, so that made it a little more comfortable. And I said, listen, tell me about this. She said, I walked into this group of ladies and they were so encouraging of one another. Man, they just kept pumping each other up and saying, you can do it and I'm for you. And is there, you need anything? And I said, uh, she said, um, They were uh, encouraging one another. They started their meeting with prayer. They said every week that they post a verse of the week from the scriptures. And she said, I signed up to be a distributor on the spot. She said, these are the kind of people I wanted to be around. And this is the kind of organization that I want to be a part of. And I thought, man, that's awesome that Mary Kay is knocking out of the park like that. But then I also thought that should be the church. I mean, if anywhere on the planet that someone should feel welcomed and encouraged and that people are for them, it ought to be the church, right? I mean, we ought to be the most silly, happy people you have ever met because our sins have been washed away. We ought to be the most welcome and fired up, enthusiastic group of people because the kingdom of God has come and now we are in it and we get to be a part of seeing other people be a part of it. Man, that ought to be the church. That ought to be the church. We ought to be the most authentic, real, vulnerable, transparent people on the planet because we know even though we're flawed and broken, there's a God who has redeemed us and we are no longer that, but we are now His children and we are set free.
Man, that's the church. And everyone should belong to something like that. In fact, God created the church and the kingdom that everyone, right? Everyone should belong to it. God wants you in his kingdom. And the kingdom is right now. If you're unclear or unsure whether you're a part of the kingdom of God, in just a few minutes we're going to invite you to enter into the kingdom of God through a relationship with Jesus Christ that you might know Him and His plan for your life. Because He's got one. And He loves you. But not only do we all and everyone belong to the kingdom, if you belong to the kingdom, then guess what? You have a role in the kingdom. You have a role in the kingdom of God. Now, uh, some of you, most of you are old enough to remember this. There were some awful commercials back in the 90s. They looked like they're made in the 70s. It's called Hair Club for Men. You remember those commercials? I mean, the filming on that is horrible. I was like, that's got to be from the 70s. They're from the 90s. And I went back and watched one of those bad boys. And it's the spokesman for the commercials is the president. And he's talking about the great, how God can, you know, bring hair back on guys' heads and all that stuff. And uh, he says, and then his famous line at the end is, I'm not just the president, I'm also a client. And he pulls out the picture where he doesn't have hair. Right? You remember that? Listen, he's saying, not only do I belong, I've got a role. Guys, our role in this thing is not to be president, but I can tell you this. God has a plan and a purpose and a role for each one of us in the kingdom of God. We are not just the, uh, a member, we are also a client. Paul said it this way in Colossians 4. He's talking about the people that were working with him. And he says, they are working with me here for the kingdom of God. It's almost like in the mind of God, when, when somebody enters into the kingdom and they know Jesus Christ, that it is assumed in the mind of God that not only will you belong to the kingdom, but that you would have a role in the kingdom. I mean, they're synonymous. They're, they're never separated. It is just assumed that once you belong, you have a role and a part to play. God has work for you to do. He's got a place for you to play. He's got a spot on his team for you. He's got a position, a post in his army. He, whatever analogy works for you, he's got a spot for you. You know, if you and I, somebody was talking about the Titanic earlier. And I thought that was ironic because I'm t- talking about it now. Uh, if you and I were on the Titanic and it went down and we were in that freezing water, and we had minutes to live. Our body and its system started shutting down because the hypothermia in that freezing cold water was taking the air out of our lungs and shutting every system internally down. And we were about to sink to the bottom of that ocean and be lost forever. And then somebody in a lifeboat came and reached into that frigid water and pulled us into that lifeboat. And got us out of that cold water and, and got us warm and dry and saved our lives. The most natural thing for you to do and for me to do would be to go find other people in that water, right? And we would go out of our way to reach and grab them and bring them in and dry them off, would we not? That would be the most logical thing. We would overfill that boat. We would be finding ways. We'd be finding spots. We'd be trying to figure out everything you could do. To just save one more from that destiny. Guys, that 
is the picture of the church. And that is what it means to have a role in the kingdom. You, you might be saying, listen, I hear you talk, but I'm not sure what my role is supposed to be. Hey, we're from the government and we're here to help. Not really. But we are the church and the church exists in part to help you and you and you and each one of us to find our role in the kingdom and to do everything that God has created us to do while we are still here. That is the role of the church. And so if you want to pull out your connect cards, and if you feel like, listen, this is something I need to do, I either need to belong to the kingdom of God, or I need to find a role in the kingdom of God, on the back of your card, you can check one of those off. Because here's what I can promise you we'll do. If you say, look, I want to find my role, I need to figure that out, then we can help you do a test drive of several ministries and just check them out and see if that's what God's fit is for you. We call that a test drive. You might want to, you might decide, listen, I need to figure out my personality and my spiritual gifts and how God's wired me and what my passions are. We have an assessment you can take. It's free to every one of our people that come. If you just say, hey, I need this place assessment, we will send you that and we will help you determine how God has wired you to do ministry for the rest of your life. I can tell you another one. We're about to send out a thousand mailers for our next sermon series. And on Tuesday morning in our office, we got to stick labels and, and, um, and postage on every one of those suckers. And so if we, if you will just say, listen, I'm ready. I'll be willing to come in Tuesday to the church office and help with that. You can have a role in the kingdom this week. Just check that off and let us know. Make sure you, we've got your email. We'll follow up with you. So this kingdom has culminated, and we are in the middle of it right now, are we not? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is God's objective for this world? Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. But one day, the book of Revelation describes a day, listen to this, that the world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And he will reign forever and ever. God's saying, listen, there's a day where this kingdom will be so tangible, you won't be able to hide from it. It'll be right in front of us. And on that day, guess what, guys? It'll be too late to join. On that day, it'll be too late to decide you want to belong. It'll also be too late to find your role. Because those days will be over. On that day, the only questions that really are going to matter is, are you a part? Do you belong to the kingdom of God? And have you fulfilled your role in the kingdom? Those are the only two questions that will matter on that day. If you're not sure that you're a part of the kingdom, this morning I want to make it very clear. Jesus Christ came to transfer you from the kingdom of darkness into his kingdom. A kingdom where there is forgiveness and life and hope and eternal life in Jesus Christ. It comes through admitting that it's me, that's me, that analogy of, of sinking to the bottom of the ocean, that's me and my sin are weighing heavy on me and I need someone to reach down and pull me into the lifeboat. Can I tell you this morning that person is Jesus Christ. That's why he came. And he wants to rescue you from the kingdom of darkness and bring you into his kingdom. And all you have to do is trust him for the forgiveness of your sins. And we're going to give you an opportunity to do that in just a second. But for the rest of us, if you're not playing a role in the kingdom of God, can I just be frank with you? The best time to have done that was years ago. But the next best time is today. 
And you can decide today that you are going to be a part of God bringing his kingdom to all people because everybody belongs. Let's pray together. God, it is a comfort to know that you are in heaven and you are on your throne and you will not be unseated. God, it is a comfort to know that you have had a plan before time began. You had a plan and you are moving and working in life and in history to bring the fulfillment of that plan into fruition. And God, I believe this morning that there's someone here that may not know or is unsure or is unclear whether they have taken the step of faith, where they have decided that they were going to put their faith in you, Jesus, for the forgiveness of their sins and enter into your kingdom, a relationship with you that could start today. And Father, if there's anyone in here that needs to make that decision, I pray that just silently in their chair this morning, they would simply tell you, God, I need your forgiveness. I'm sinking. I believe Jesus came to rescue me. To forgive me. And I put all of my faith and all of my trust in him. I believe he died in my place and he rose again to give me life. Come into my life, Jesus. And let me be a part of your kingdom. And Lord, for the rest of us, that we would be very diligent and busy about fulfilling our role in the kingdom of God. God, if there's anyone here that needs us to take that step this morning, I pray you do business with them and you show them very clearly that you've got a place for them to play. I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.